Good morning. <laughs> I hope everybody had a good Christmas. Uh, you know, there's, I know there's a lot of people missing, and there's, there's some, I've said it before, but some services, I'm more aware of it than others, uh, but it's, it's always true. I know there's a lot of people missing and stuff, but there's multiple people in this room, hundreds of thousands, millions, we just don't know because it's everybody you're called to touch, everybody you're carried through a book, through a song, through a sermon, through a church, through a missionary plant, through an offering. There's actually multitudes of people in here. When Jesus picked the 12, he didn't see the 12. He saw us. He, he, when he saw the cross, he saw past the cross. He saw the multitudes and salvation. So, Lord, I thank you for all the people that are here today that we carry, God. As Moses carried the millions and Jesus carried the multitudes, God, I thank you for every person in here that's going to be affected by the people in here, God. And I thank you for stirring them up because it's not just about us, God. There's never just one with the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Last Sunday night, uh, I, I went home and this message just kind of sprung up. Uh, you know, I wasn't, well, you know, I never really plan on messages. They just, God just drops in my heart. Everybody's different, but this one, and I just couldn't get away with it. I felt like today was the day. So um, I'm going to talk about, you know, Moses, I'm going to start there. You know, Moses, uh, the, the Israelites were in the land and Pharaoh, he just saw the multitudes of people. And he was worried, it says in the Bible that he says, uh, I'm worried that our enemies are going to, they're going to join our enemies and then they're going to fight against us. So he said, he told the midwives who were, he says, if a, if a boy is born, kill it. And they feared God. And so he said, why aren't you killing the baby boys? And they said, because the, the Hebrews are not like the Egyptians. When we get there, they already have babies. And they lied because they feared God. And God says he gave them household. So then Pharaoh said to everybody, if you see a boy, throw it in the Nile. Everybody. Now, the Egyptians considered Pharaoh a god. If you know history, you know that they built separate temples, and they had a separate temple to Pharaoh because he was God. So their God said, if it's a boy, throw it in the river. So Moses' mother, he was, he was, his name wasn't even Moses, and she had a baby, and she saw that it was beautiful, and so she hid it in the reeds. And so Pharaoh's daughter came down at that time, and she said the, told her maidens, come get it to me, come bring it to me. And she says, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Now, this is all public. Pharaoh's decree was public. The... His daughter came publicly in front of everybody when the maidens and people and said, okay, this is one of the, publicly she told her maidens, this is one of the Hebrews' children. And so his sister says, you want me to find someone to, to nurse it for you? She said, yes. And then she brought it back to Pharaoh. And so when she, when she took it, the Bible says, and the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son because, so she called his name Moses saying, because I drew him out of the water. So she became her son. She didn't raise Moses in the back closet. She didn't raise Moses in private. He sat at Pharaoh's table. He ate Pharaoh's food. Pharaoh provided for his clothes, his education. In fact, in the book of Acts, it talks about Pharaoh's daughter raising him as her own. So why would Pharaoh, he was so worried about the multitudes, he gave his decree. Why would he go back on his word to allow his daughter to keep Moses? And the answer is simply because it's just one. It's just one. It's just one. It's just one. But what Pharaoh didn't see was the millions of people that Moses would lead. What he didn't see was his lineage being cut off. So week after week, he fed Moses, and he was worried about the masses, but not the one, because it's just one. Sure, you can keep them, honey. It's just one. In the kingdom, it's never just one. You may be sitting here as a person, but you're not there just alone. There's millions and hundreds of thousands, and who knows how many people you're called to influence. 
So today I want to talk about just one with a question mark. It's never just one. Sure, you can keep them, honey. It's just one. So Pharaoh would get up, and he'd see the multitudes and masses, and he goes, he'd make, kill the boys, kill the boys, all while there's one in his household behind him. Kill the boys, kill the boys, kill them all, kill them all. All the while, the one was growing. Kill them all, kill them all, kill them all. All the while, the one became a man. In public, raised him as her own. In front of her dad's face was one. And the one would lead him out because the one met the one God. One day, it's just one day, one bush, one fire, one God, one conversation. One, one, one. Sabata, he's on our wor- preaching team, Courtney, she's on the worship team. When they were married, they're really good friends of mine. They gave me a book that I highly cherish. This is Reinhard Bonnke. If you don't know who Reinhard Bonnke is, he's with the Lord now. He was a missionary to Africa. He was just one when he went from Germany to Africa, just one. He went by himself. He sat on the street corner, just one, and played the accordion. He did, had one convert. So he would preach to millions of people live. Millions. I read this book twice. Twice. I love, love, love Reinhard Bonnke. I'm going to read something he wrote. Because there was, there was a missionary, and he was lost. Just one missionary. He was born in Germany. He comes to America. He was made a lot of money. Then he gets saved. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit, and he goes back to Germany, and he gets lost. And he gets lost, and he says, is there anybody I can pray for? And the guy kind of said, yeah, there's anybody I can pray for healing. He goes, there's one. He cries out day and night. You can't even touch him. He's always in pain. Almost like a challenge, the baker. They were Lutherans. They didn't believe. They didn't believe. And I know some, some Lutherans do, but they didn't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. They didn't believe in healing. So he went there. He laid hands on the man who was crying out day and night, who no one could touch him. He gets up instantly healed. He gets baptized with the Holy Spirit. Him and his wife get saved and filled with the Holy Spirit that day because one missionary took one trip and had, was one lost in one forest, and, and it was in the backwoods. Well, that, that man who got saved had a son, and that son grew up, and he raised his son in the Lord. And one day, that son was saying, he was studying the family tree, and he goes, when did God break into our family? Because all these people aren't saved, but my grandfather and my dad were saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. How did this happen? And the man that was asking that question was Ryan Harbunke. And they told him about that man that was lost who, who prayed for the, his grandfather, and his name was Louis Graf. And I'm going to read. Now, Reinhard, this is a big book, as you can see. Did I tell you I read it twice? This is a big book. There's a lot of stories in here and a lot of adventures, but I'm just going to read you a small per- portion in Reinhard's words about what he wrote to Louis, because he writes a lot. Because he actually talks about how am I going to start? How am I going to start this story with a family tree? How am I going to start? I can't start in Africa. I can't start here. I can't. I'm going to start with the man that brought me. He says, as I look there, I feel a mysterious weight in a place near my heart. What is this weight, I ask? And then I know. I know that I know. It is the debt I owe to a man who died years before I was born. How easily I might forget him. He is unknown. His life and ministry uncelebrated. If I remain silent, no one will think of his name in connection to mine, but I would know. And I must not fail to tell a story. Each time, each time I step on a platform and look across a sea of faces eager to hear the gospel, I feel his gaze upon me from heaven's cloud of witnesses. I could not stand ablaze with the Holy Spirit today if this forgotten brother had not carried the flame to the Bonke family so long ago. I examine the weight that I feel, and I think I must be like the debt a great oak tree owes to the acorn from which it sprang. And he goes on to say many things about Lewis Graf. One man, 
It's just one. It's just one trip. And when he was going across, they said, where are you going? I'm going to America. It was just one trip. And when he led those people to the Lord, he had no idea the lineage that he would carry. He didn't know that. He, and, and Reinhardt says, every time I preach, he's, he's there. He's standing there. So you don't know the ones you're called to reach. You are one, and you don't know. One couple, one this, one yes, one no, one decision, one U-torn, one salvation, just one, just one, just one here. And he's looking at the masses, Pharaoh, and he's just, the one is growing, and the one is getting bigger, and it's just one and just one. But the one led the masses he was worried about, and he had him in his household because it was just one. We don't despise the day of small beginnings. And the Bible talks about unless a seed dies it bears alone but but when it dies if it dies it falls in the ground and many seeds are born and that seed brings a tree and that tree brings fruit and those fruit bring seeds and so we just never know you don't know what you're connected to you don't know but when you're connected to the one god you know that you're not just one see it's never just one in the kingdom it's never just one it's never just one reinhard bonke got saved because he was in the one family and billy graham but it's not just about ministry i was you know, like the big thing. Sometimes it's the small thing. I was, you know, Operation Christmas Child. We were a part of that. And it's these shoes boxes you packed. And they send it to poor kids all around the world, all around the world. And there's, we pack it with, you know, toys or socks or different things. And they give it to different countries around the world. And I was just reading the story the other day. I was watching the video. This lady, she says, when she was a little girl, now she's telling the story as a woman. She goes, when I was a little girl, I was in Bosnia. And Bosnia went through a war. And she goes, we were poor. And her shoes were wired. She had shoes, and they were wired. They couldn't even afford shoes. And if you don't know, that area can be cold. She goes, my feet hurt so bad. And so we were always hungry. We didn't have nothing. And so I went to school one day, and all these kids were lined up on, on, the, on the wall. And they're like, go inside. You get a shoe box. And so she went inside, and she thought to herself this. What do I need a shoe box for? I have nothing to put in it. She thought it was empty. So she's standing. Because if, if you've never, if you give most kids a box, they're going to open it. But she never received anything. No gifts, no toys, no presents. So she thought the boxes were empty. And she's standing against the wall, and she says, a man came up to me and gave me this beautifully wrapped shoe box. She goes, I opened it up, and there's a pair of brand-new white tennis shoes sitting on top. Just one pair, just one box, just one store trip, just one, one, one. Lord, I thank you for one. There's the many, Lord. It's just never one with you, God. It's never one just seed. It's never just one sermon. It's never just one song. It's, it's, it continues and goes like a ripple, God. And just like Louis Graff, God, he just prayed for one man's healing in that village. And one man, I don't know anything about his life or history, God, but Reinhardt said he's forgotten. Heaven never forgets the one. She received Jesus because she asked him, she goes, who would send this? And he told her about Jesus. She goes, I asked Jesus in my heart. And she's telling the story as a woman who's raising her kids. It shows the video of them packing the boxes because it continued. And see, it's never just one. Sure, honey, you can keep him. It's just one, he thought. It's just one. What can one do? I'm worried about the millions. What can one do? What can one? Just one. And then I, uh, another story I thought of when I was, as in my heart, I was, uh, there was a man. He was Ray Alexander years ago. This man named Ray Alexander was just, he would pray for people and he'd witness to people. And he was witnessing to this man. And they used to feel holes in asphalts, and it was in, I believe it was in Arkansas, he used to fill holes in the street, and he goes, can you come to my house tonight? I want to tell you, show you in the Bible everything I'm telling you about. So he says, okay, well, he had a son who was 16 years old, and they weren't raised in church, and the man who's telling the story goes, the only time my father heard the name Jesus is it's a cuss word, he'd never been to church, and so he wanted to drive, and his dad says, oh, you can drive me, but you have to sit outside. So he went inside, and Ray Alexander was sharing the gospel with him, 
But the screen door was open because it was hot, and the 16-year-old boy's sitting there, and he could hear Ray sharing the gospel. And then he asked the man, would you like to receive Jesus? He goes, no. And he goes, well, if you ever do, pray this prayer. And the boy sitting on the porch prayed it. And he received Christ. And he raised his son in the Lord, who his last name was Morris, and that's Robert Morris. And, he's, and so Robert Morris, he called Ray Alexander, and he says back, he goes, we didn't have internet, you know, Google back then, he had directory. And he says, Ray, do you remember Joe? And he goes, I pray for him every day. And he goes, well, I'm, I'm his grandson, and I just want to let you know, I led him to the Lord 45 years after you shared that. And he goes, I, Ray, I want to thank you because I'm an evangelist, and many people have received Christ because of you, Ray. And he goes, Ray, let me ask you a question. You said you pray every day? He goes, yeah. Every man I've ever witnessed to is in the back of my Bible. And when they get saved, I put a check next to him. And he goes, he's the last name without a check. He goes, when I get off the phone, I'm going to put a check by his name. It's just one man praying and one man witnessing Ray Alexander. So we watch The Blessed Life, and Robert Morris has a series, The God I Never Knew, and hundreds of thousands of people received Christ. And he goes, because of one man. See, when Ray was sharing the gospel, and that man said no, it was just, he had just one invitation, his boy said yes, and that boy raised his son. And that's, See, it's never just one with the kingdom. When you die to yourself, God takes that seed and he plants it. It's never just one. Sure, honey, you can keep them. It's just one. I'm just worried about the millions. It's just one, God. So I thank you, Lord, today. What one U-turn can do, what one yes can do, what one revival can do, what can church to do, what could one couple do that says, we, yes, we're retired from our job, but God, you can have the rest of our years. What could that do? Lord, I thank you for taking the one and making it the sum, and the sum making it the many, and the many making a difference. Lord, I thank you, God. It's never just one. Ray Alexander was just one man, and Louis Graff was just one man and one person. It's just one shoebox. If you follow the lineage of Jesus Christ, it's never just one. God made a promise to one man, Abram. He said, Abram, look at the stars of the sky. So, Lord, I thank you for your one promises, God, to become many promises, Lord. I thank you just one offering, one seed, one revival, one church, one service. What can God do with you today? Sitting there in your seat, God, you say, here's the, here's the rest of my life, God, fully just one person. Because, friends, we see empty seats. God doesn't see empty seats. He sees hundreds of thousands and millions of people. He sees songs. He sees books. He sees, he sees a heritage and a lineage. I thank you, Jesus. It's never just one. You know, when I, uh, I'm going to read John 12, 24. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds that then produce produces many seeds. You know, one of our favorite restaurants is uh, La Fogata. It's a local Colombian place, and some of us go, and it's, the seating's a little tough at times, so I, one time I went early. I go, let me go there early. So I walk in, and she says, of course, when she sees me, what does she say? Just one? She says, just one? I go, no, 15. So her eyes got big. See, it's never just one. She only saw me. It's never just one. 
You look in the mirror, you only see one person. It's never just one. So, Lord, I thank you today, everybody we're going to touch. I thank you for everything you're going to use us for. I thank you, God. I, Lord, I thank you for the Ray Alexanders and the people that, that, to get out of their box and the Louis Grasp. Lord, but I thank you for us, God. I thank you those stories aren't to encourage us not to go, oh, they're so awesome, they're so great. Lord, I thank you for the one. Let us not just be focused on the multitudes, God, or the masses, Lord. Let us know that the one, the one God changes the one life, and the one life changes the many lives, and the one life sings one song and preaches one sermons and one trip, one trip. Billy Graham had a, Cliff Barrows is his name. Just Billy Graham was, Billy Graham goes, I had another man who was going to do my singing. And so Billy Graham, the guy says, I can't go. So he's called Cliff Barrows and said, can you come on this trip? He, Billy Graham goes, I only have one invitation. And I read his autobiography too. And, and there's a line in there I'll never forget. He goes, and we never knew how long we'd be gone because it was just one meeting. And he called one man, and he said, Cliff sang for me the, the, the rest of the time. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for inv the one invitation, the one open door, the one sign of favor, the one connection, the, the one introduction. That's how many of you just got married because it was just one introduction. One person knew someone else who knew someone else. So, Lord, I thank you today, God. It's not just us sitting in here. It's multitudes of people sitting in here. I thank you, Father God, for everything. Lord, I thank you that Pharaoh, that you had it right under his nose, that you had it right under the enemy's nose. He fed Moses. He fed him. He clothed him. He educated him, God, because it was just one sitting at his table, just one, Lord. So I thank you, Lord. What can you do with one church, God? We give ourselves to you today, God. I thank Thank you for using us how you want us to use us, God. I thank you for greater influence, God, in the ways you want us to, Lord. I thank you it's never just one. Every great story starts with a seed. It starts with something. So you, you look at the beginning of the stories. No one just pops up and starts preaching. No one just pops up and starts singing. I didn't preach to when I first came here. I just said one prayer, and Lena said he's a preacher. It was just one prayer, one seed, one voice, one line, one sentence. John 3, 16, the most famous scripture in all the world. Jesus wasn't preaching to the multitudes. He was talking to one man, Nicodemus. It was one man, one conversation, and out of that came John 3, 16. For God so loved the, the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That was just one, one man. Dan, can you play some music, please? Thank you. I'm not going to go too much longer. You go, John, that was short. Friends, you go, it's not about long or short. It's about does it make a difference? Does it make a difference? Sure, honey, you can keep them. It's just one. It's just one. And Pharaoh never knew because if Pharaoh knew what was coming, he would have killed Moses. He did not know that one was going to lead the multitudes because he was worried about the, his enemies taking the Israelites because he didn't know the Israelites would go by themselves because they were slaves. They'll always be slaves, see? He thought they'll always be slaves. They don't have any weapons. They don't have any weapons. They don't have anything not to be, be slaves. So they'll, always be, so they'll need an enemy to join with. Friends, the only one we need is God. See, he, Pharaoh didn't take into account God. And when Satan crucified Christ, when he entered Judas to crucify Christ, he didn't take into account the resurrection because he never would have killed Christ. Lord, I thank you for raising up every dead thing. It was just one cross, one crucifixion, one Savior, one empty tomb, one body, one people, one voice. So I thank you, God, for encouraging us today, stirring us up, God, and 
Let us not look at our lives and just say, oh, what is my life? You never know, God. Not everybody's a Reinhardt Bunky, but some people are a Louis Scratch. Not everybody's Robert Morris, but some people are Ray Alexander. Not, it's not about being famous or well-known. It's about being effective for the kingdom, God. John and Charles Wesley were raised by a mother that taught him a method. She goes, I would teach him a method. That's where John got Methodist, Methodism. So, Lord, I thank you that the moms raise the kids and Thank you, Lord. No one is insignificant in your kingdom if they're willing to die to themselves and fall to the ground, God. No one, no one is insignificant. You see everybody. You have a plan for everybody, God. And like a tapestry, like Joseph's coat, it's weaved together like a coat of many colors. Lord, I thank you for the body of Christ coming together in 2021 like never before, God, to work together. And it's like, I'm red, you're blue, you're green. It doesn't matter who stands out the most because we all come together and we represent Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, you're walking the earth. I thank you, you still change people. You still Lord, you still have other evangelists to call out. I thank you, Father God, for this next generation, Lord, to call them out from the highways and the byways and the back streets, from the runaways and the orphans, God. I thank you, Jesus, for just the one shoebox. Yes, you can keep them, honey. It's just one. What's one Israelite going to do? Look at the masses. we got to do something about the masses. Everything, throw them in the river, throw them in the river. But you can keep one. You can just keep one. It was one that God raised up. It was that one that became Moses. It was the one that held his staff out. It was the one that struck the rock. It was the one Moses. Lord, I thank you. This is one church, God. I thank you. We dedicate ourselves to you. We let you have our your way with us, God. I thank you, Father God, for every life represented here today, Lord. And we will be effective for you, God. See, men love crowds. Jesus loves people. And he's willing to come aside to talk to one woman at the well or touch one leper. So, Father, I thank you that we don't look at ourselves like insignificant. We don't look at our past years of what we've done, not we've done, but we give it to you, Lord. Because as Moses grew and he thought his life was over, he just was running because he killed an Egyptian. He was just running by the desert and he has a one encounter with the one God changed his one life. It was just, it wasn't a field on fire. It was just a plant. It was just a bush. And out of that bush came a voice, one voice. Moses, Moses, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob one God. So Lord, I thank you. You're the one God that takes the one person to bring the one seed to the one tree, to the one fruit, to many seeds. See, Ray Alexander never knew. He goes, I never knew that because I led my grandfather to the Lord 45 years later. I never knew that. He just thought that one conversation and he had one name left on the back of his Bible. It was just one man praying. He filled holes in asphalt for a living. He wasn't a pastor. He wasn't a missionary. He wasn't on the stage. He didn't speak to the masses. He just was one person sharing the gospel. So, Father, I thank you today for all your people here. And I thank you for everyone they represent. And I thank you for everybody they carry, God. I thank you for the children they're raising that are going to touch the others. I thank you for the songs. I thank you for the sermons. I thank you for the missionaries. I thank you for the mothers and the fathers and the business people and the politicians. I thank you for everybody coming in, God, and everybody that's here. I thank you, Lord, that we carry something. We carry something influence. When you look at your family tree, I wasn't raised a Christian. I looked at my family tree, too. I don't know who did what or who did that. There was alcoholism on this side and all this side, but God took me one day because one person in the eighth grade, Paul Blendy, asked me one question. Do you want to be born?
born again. So, Lord, I thank you for sending Paul Blendy. He was, no one knows his name, but I know. I know his name. When I get to heaven, I'm going to greet Jesus first, and then I'm going to greet Paul Blendy. He later died in a car accident. But I, but I thank you, Paul, because you just asked me one question, one kid, and said, do you want to be born again? He didn't, Paul didn't see me going to Mexico. and He didn't see the trips. We didn't, he didn't see that. You don't know what you carry, God. So open our eyes, Lord, just like the prophet saying, we're surrounded, surrounded. God, open our eyes, Lord, to, to know what we carry. We carry value, God. Therefore, let us be protective of it. Let us feed it. Let us feed it. And I'll end with the story. You know, I walked in. I, I helped my dad with the shop. He, he, had a, he had a business, and I walked in one day. I was there first. I opened the big rollaway doors. I was going to make some coffee. And I saw a hummingbird sitting on the concrete, on this concrete floor. And it was breathing real heavy. My first thought was, how did it last all night? And the second thought was, I went to the kitchen. I went to the kitchen, and I got some sugar. And I got some My mom used to have a hummingbird feeder growing up, and it was a one-way. You could see it one way. And I used to watch the hummingbird. It was to be so close. So I put sugar in a spoon. And, you know, we had roast beef and turkey and a lot of leftovers, brisket and sandwiches and all this stuff, but that hummingbird needed one thing and I put that, dissolved that sugar and I put it by its beak, I thought I was going to drink it and out came this long tongue and it's like, psh, 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 psh. I didn't even know they had a tongue, it was like, psh, psh. and then it's like this 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds and it went out the door it was just one thing, so Lord I thank you that we are going to feed uh, we See, it needed the sugar, Lord. We need you, God. We need you. If we want those things stirred up in our life, God, we're going to need you. We can't eat this. We just can't eat social media. We can't eat the news, God. We need to eat your word, Lord. We need to be with your presence. And as we do, you stir us up like that hummingbird. God created that hummingbird to live off nectar. And nectar has a high sugar intake. It was like I gave him three espressos real quick. Some of, you, some, of you, some of you are like, I should be a hummingbird. I love sugar. So Lord, I thank you, God. Help us be aware of what we're feeding ourselves when our promises, so they can, what we think is just laying there, all of a sudden has life. 15, 20 seconds. Amen. Well, I hope you guys had a good Christmas. I hope this encourages you. When you look in the mirror, when you look at your kid, when your child, you say, oh, well, this is one child, and this is, you never know who they're going to affect. So you feed them God. Just like the hummingbird, you feed them God. Honey, God has a plan for your life. Sweetie, God has a plan for your life. And just like Pharaoh, it's just one. It's never just one. It's, with God, it's never just one. Whatever you release, it's just one boy's lunch. Here, Jesus, here's one boy's little lunch. And he took the one lunch, and he multiplied it, and he made the many. And the one came in the multitudes because they put it, they gave it in Jesus' hand. Amen. Amen. You guys be blessed throughout these coming weeks. And, be, and when you look in the mirror, when you think about yourself, don't just think you're connected to the kingdom. You can make a difference because God is in you. Amen? Amen. Be blessed.